of the Lord this morning. I saw Brother Kedrick Duvall and Brother Tyler Shelley here today from Urshan College, St. Louis, Missouri. Can we give them a great big hand? We're glad they're here. Amen. We love these guys and are thankful for what the Lord is doing in their lives. And I'm grateful for all of our guests. Let's give all of our guests a great big hand clap of appreciation. Amen. Thank the Lord. We're going to look into the word of the Lord this morning. I, I would like to turn your attention to the book of Hosea chapter 7. The book of Hosea chapter 7. And we're going to begin reading at the first verse of Hosea chapter 7. I want to just share with you a few verses of scripture that the Lord has laid upon my heart for this service this morning. I thank the Lord for what he's done these last few weeks. Hasn't it been miraculous around here these last couple of weeks? God, to God be the glory. Amen. Thank God for all of the ministers of the gospel who have so capably preached and handled the word. Thank the Lord. Hosea chapter 7 and verse 1. When I would have healed Israel, then the iniquity of Ephraim was discovered and the wickedness of Samaria. For they commit falsehood and the thief cometh in and the troop of robbers spoileth without. And they consider not in their hearts that I remember all their wickedness. Now their own doings have beset them about. They are before my face. They make the king glad with their wickedness and the princes with their lies. They are all adulterers. As an oven heated by the baker who ceaseth from raising after he hath kneaded the dough until it be leavened. In the day of our king, the princes have made him sick with bottles of wine. He stretched out his hand with scorners, for they have made ready their heart like an oven whilst they lie in wait. Their baker sleepeth all the night. In the morning, it burneth as a flaming fire. They are all hot as an oven. And have devoured their judges, all their kings are fallen. There is none among them that calleth unto me. Ephraim, he hath mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned. I want to preach to you for just a few moments this morning on the subject, the enemy of your blessing. The enemy of your blessing. Could we just lift up our hands all across this building and our hearts unto the Lord and ask the Lord to bless his word this morning in the name of Jesus. God, we love you and give you praise. We ask for your anointing upon the preaching of your word this morning. We ask, Lord, that you will have your way in this house. Speak, Lord. Speak unto us. Give unto us the word of life. Oh, God, help us, I pray today in Jesus' name, that we may live abundantly in your presence. Oh God, I pray you will equip the believer with even greater faith and grace that is sufficient for them. We give you praise. I ask for an anointing today upon the preaching of the Word of God. We thank you and we give you praise for it. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. God bless you this morning. 
You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Before I begin preaching this morning, I do want to make sure and and ask you to please remember the Humphreys family in your prayers. Brother and Sister Harry Humphreys uh, have, as many of you know, have lost their sweet daughter Mary. And Mary had struggled for many years with sickness. And we want to remember this family in our prayers. Uh, She has gone to be with the Lord. And we thank God that she is no longer suffering and is able to enter into a, a new body. Thank God. We give God praise for the new body that he gives unto his people. But that the, 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 the peace of God is needed for this family. Please do remember Harry and Rhonda and little David in your prayers as they grieve in this time. The services are on Thursday and we'll be providing uh, more information to you as to the location and the time. God bless you. Thank you. This morning we are speaking about the enemy of our blessing. The account of Joseph and his sons Manasseh and Ephraim is an interesting account. The scene that we consider this morning is the scene of Joseph and Jacob, his father, his his great father, the patriarch. Uh, who was, of course, listed among the patriarchs of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob is about ready to pass on, and he is sick. It has come to Joseph's attention that Jacob is sick. It was brought to his attention essentially because it was made known to him that if you want a blessing from your father, the time is now. Because his sickness has reached a point of no return. Joseph brought with him speedily Manasseh and Ephraim, his two sons. Manasseh was the oldest. Ephraim was the youngest. And he brought them to Jacob. The Bible said Jacob was so near the point of of passing on that he had to strengthen himself and sit up upon his bed. When they told him that Joseph is on his way. Now, if you're familiar with the account of Joseph and Jacob and the life story of this amazing father and son, then you know that there had been a great deal of hardship. The hardship was that Joseph was always Jacob's pride and joy, if you please. He saw Joseph for who he was. He was the oldest son of Rachel, whom Jacob loved dearly. He bestowed upon him favor. He he gave his coat to him, the coat of many colors that has become so famous. And, and, And he loved him only for Joseph to be ripped from him by his own brothers. Joseph's own brothers took him and sold him into slavery and told Jacob that Joseph had been brutally mauled by a beast, and that he had died. Jacob lived a good portion of his life believing that Joseph was dead and gone and never to return. He lived in pain. He lived in sorrow. Only for Joseph to reemerge 
in the form of Egypt's governor, who all the while Jacob thought he had been dead. Joseph was now lifted and promoted and elevated by God to a position in Egypt's government that made a way for all the peoples of the world and for the nation of Israel to be blessed of the Lord in years of famine. It's an amazing account in the scriptures. It lifted Jacob's heart in the latter part of his life to understand that Joseph was alive. And now they cherish these last little whiles that they had together. And the time of Jacob's departure was at hand. Joseph brings Manasseh and Ephraim, who we read about in Hosea chapter 7, to the bedside of Jacob. And when he does, he said, I want you to bless my sons. Jacob's eyes had waxed dim. He could no longer see clearly. So Joseph helped him along. He, he actually put Ephraim in his left hand and Manasseh in his own right hand and ushered them to Jacob so that Ephraim would fall to Jacob's left hand and Manasseh would fall to Jacob's right hand. It was important that the oldest son be at the right hand of the blessing. It meant something. It was symbolic. It had to do with the inherited premier blessing of the Lord. And so that right hand was going to fall upon the oldest son. And Jacob knew this, and so Jake, Joseph knew this. And so he, helping his father out, ushered the boys to his father's hands where the right hand would fall upon the elder and the left hand upon the younger and Jacob was about to bless them. When he realized the boys were there, he said, who are these? He said, these are, my, these are my boys, Dad. This is Manasseh. This is Ephraim. I want you to bless them. Jacob said, the Almighty God appeared unto me in the wilderness. He said, the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac, who has kept me all my lifelong days. And he's going to bless you and he's going to give you a land and he's going to bless your sons and he's going to give you land. He's going to prosper you. He's going to bless you. On this day, I'm going to pronounce the blessing of the Lord upon your sons. And so he proceeded to bless them and something so interesting happened just as his hands were about to fall upon their heads for a blessing. He switched his hands and his right hand fell upon the head of the younger and his left hand fell upon the head of the older son. It was, a, it was shocking, but the Bible said he did it wittingly. He knew what he was doing. Joseph is all ready for this blessing. He's all somber and everything. Got his head bowed, all respectful. Got his hat off, holding his hat. Maybe, I don't know. But he's, he's just waiting for this beautiful moment of blessing to come upon his sons. And he kind of peeks. You know how you peek every now and then just to make sure nobody's eating the turkey before the prayer is finished. And he just kind of peeked a little bit. And he couldn't believe what he was seeing. His father had switched his hands. This was, this was not okay. And Joseph said, man, dad, dad has forgotten how to do this blessing thing. 
He said, no, no, dad, you don't understand. Manasseh is the older and Ephraim is the younger. And Jacob said, I know who's who and I know what's up. He said, I'm intentionally blessing the younger son. It represented something, ladies and gentlemen. He said, Manasseh will be great too. Manasseh will have the blessing of the Lord upon his life, no question. But the greater blessing is going to come upon Ephraim. Ephraim will be the multitude of nations. I want you to understand something, ladies and gentlemen. When Jacob was blessing that younger son, he was blessing what God was going to do by opening up the Abrahamic covenant, not only to the nation of Israel, but unto all the multitudes of the earth. To whosoever will let him come and drink of the waters of life freely. He was opening it up unto us. And now you and I are able to take part in the blessing of the Lord that was pronounced upon Abraham the friend of God oh hallelujah in fact he said he'll be the father of ten thousands later in the scriptures and Manasseh will be the father of thousands this ten thousands and thousands is a direct reference to the difference between natural Israel and spiritual Israel if you please or or the the whole house of Israel if you please it's a direct reference this is why it was prophetic when the maids sang and said Dave Saul has slain his thousands but David has slain his ten thousands this is why when the revelator looked into the heavens he said that he saw 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands around the throne singing worthy is the lamb this is why one shall put a thousand to flight and two shall put 10,000 to flight it's the blessing of God upon the church it's the blessing of God upon the redeemed multitude it's the blessing of God upon you and the blessing of God upon me. It is the blessing of the Lord upon what God is going to do. Joseph, the blessing of God. It's not just for Grandpa Abraham and Daddy Isaac and me and you and Manasseh and Ephraim. Joseph, what God is going to do, it's going to bless every nation on this earth. He and her and whosoever will that will come unto him, he will pour out blessings upon them that they will not be able to contain. I've come today to declare the blessing of the Lord in your life I've come today to speak loud to cry loud and spare not and let you know that it is God's will that you be blessed he wants to bless you and he wants to bless your home and he wants to bless your family and he wants to bless your marriage he wants to bless your mind he wants to bless your finances he wants to bless your body it is the Lord's will to bless you today as a matter of fact he's not just going to bless you in this life he's going to bless you in the world to come oh hallelujah I go he said to prepare a place for you that where I am there you may be also if I if it were not so I would have told you I've got it all under control he's going to bless you now he's going to bless you then he's going to bless you Hallelujah. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed when we come and blessed when we go. We are just blessed. How many believe today that the blessing of the Lord. 
I'm not going to stop preaching it until you believe it. His blessing is on you, and I rebuke every lying devil that tells you otherwise. It is God's will to pour out his blessing upon you. Hallelujah. Don't you let the devil tell you that you're just one among many. Don't let the devil tell you that you're overlooked or you've been slighted or God doesn't appreciate you or somebody else has some advantage you don't have. You are a child of the king. And if this world overlooks you, that's their business. But in his kingdom, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. You're blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessing, favor, multiplied unto you. Multiplied unto you. Not added unto you, multiplied unto you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I I need you to understand what the the Lord means when he says that he wants to bless you. He He wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. Jeremiah chapter 29 said, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Hallelujah. I said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I want to settle something in everybody's mind right now. Because you're wondering what does God think and what does God have prepared and what does God plan. Maybe it's God's will that I go through some kind of a thing that will leave me in total shambles and I will never be able to recover from it. You hear what he said. He said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. You may not know what to expect, but God knows what to expect. And God expects you to be blessed. Hallelujah. And I want want to remind you that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. I said the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. Glory to God. And I'm not talking, I'm not just talking about material riches. We're not talking about Rolls Royces and Bentleys and mansions. If God gives you one of those, God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Give him the praise. You ought to be the first one up here shouting. But if he doesn't give that to you, then that's not the riches I'm talking about. He is rich in mercy. I said God who is rich in mercy. See, you're getting God's riches and the world's riches all mixed up. You don't need the world's riches. God's going to give you his riches. And when God gives you his riches, hallelujah, you won't need anything else. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. God wants to bless us. He wants to pour out, hallelujah, blessings that we are unable to contain. That is the will of the Lord. And Jacob placed that blessing upon Ephraim. He said, I'm going to bless Ephraim. And he's sitting there with his arms crossed. He's changing everything. He's shifting the whole balance of the blessing. God will give you unexpected blessings. They're unexpected to you, but they're not unexpected to God. 
I wonder, I wonder if there's anybody here who's had unexpected blessings here recently. I'm talking about phone calls out of the blue, text messages out of the blue, something that just showed up. Hallelujah, where you weren't expecting it, but God had it on his radar, on his schedule, on his agenda. And because you trusted in him, he brought the blessing into your life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So he see Ephraim as a little boy, blessed, the right hand of Jacob resting upon his head. And he's standing there as a little boy, not fully understanding what's happening. And the blessing of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is being imparted unto this small child. And now we read in the book of Hosea. He's no longer a little boy. He's not even a man anymore. He's a, he's a whole tribe of Israel. I'm going to tell you, God wants to bless you beyond your life. I'm thankful for a great-grandfather who understood that the blessing of the Lord went beyond him. There are some times I'll be walking in this life, and the blessing of the Lord will come my way. And the Holy Ghost will say inside of me, this has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with promises that have been stored up by the faithfulness of your fathers. And God is rewarding you with blessings they secured on your behalf. In Jesus' name, you, you need to understand today that the blessing of the Lord is going to go beyond you. It's going to flow. You'll understand it better by and by. Don't you worry about it. You just stay true to the word of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything you need and everything your family needs and all the things your grandkids will need. All of it will be added unto you. Oh, hallelujah. And here Ephraim is a, a tribe of Israel. And, and, and Ephraim should be walking in the blessing of the Lord. He should be multiplying. But our text has a very different story. And the Lord is working with Ephraim, but he has something to say about him. He said, when I would have healed Israel, then the iniquity of Ephraim was discovered. The wickedness of Samaria. He said, they're all adulterers. They're like an oven heated by the baker who ceaseth from raising after he hath kneaded the dough until it be leavened. He was saying, I want to bless Israel. I want to pour out the healing and the deliverance and the power that I have promised them. I want to, I want to open up the windows of heaven and let every blessing in the storehouse just descend upon them. But every time I go to bless them, there's iniquity there. I need somebody to understand that God's not going to bless your mess. You've got to give some things over to God today. Don't expect God just to look past your rebellion. Don't expect God just to look past your stubbornness and your iniquity and your idolatry and your adultery. Don't expect God just to look past that. Oh, hallelujah. You, you need to know that wickedness does not work with God. Though flesh will glory in his presence, he will not prosper the wicked. He will not suffer the envy to continue their path. You hear what I'm the evil? He won't do it. God is going to bless those, hallelujah, who are humble before him. 
The scripture says God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. Ephraim, I need to remind you, that's, that's what the prophets were to do. Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Hosea and Amos and Malachi and Micah and Obadiah and Nahum and Jonah. And, and all of these prophets came to Israel and reminded them, don't you know you're blessed? Don't you understand that there's a favor of God that rests upon your life, but God can't give it to you because because there's something in your spirit that serves the gods of this world. There's something in your spirit that serves all of these idols and all of these heathen deities. You've got to turn from your wickedness. Now I want to give you what the word says. This is what the word says. We're going to preach against wickedness, ladies and gentlemen. We preach against wickedness. We stand against wickedness. The scriptures do not tolerate wickedness. Wickedness is wrong it'll send you into eternal damnation but this is what the Bible said he said if the wicked will turn from their wickedness I will remember their wickedness no more Did you hear what I said? I don't care how wicked you were. I don't care how low that wickedness got. If you turn from the wickedness, God will remember your wickedness no more. That's what puts dancing in our feet. That's what puts a song on our tongue. That's what puts a shout in our spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory. Uh, but pastor, you don't know what I did. And you don't know where I've been. And you don't know what I've done. And you'll never know because I'm too embarrassed to tell you about it. That's all right. Whatever. You're in the house of God now. Come to this altar. Repent of your sins. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Be ye filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. God will remember your wickedness. No more. There's a blessing waiting for you. There's a blessing waiting for you. You're living outside of your blessing. Ephraim, Ephraim, Ephraim. Let me take you back to when, when, your, when your patriarch grandfather laid his hand upon Ephraim's head and said, You're blessed. You're blessed. Ephraim, why are you serving these idols? There's a blessing waiting for you. Ephraim, why are you trusting in the riches of this world? There's a blessing waiting for you. Ephraim, why? Why have you sunk down into this perversion? There's a blessing waiting for you. Ephraim, why have you walked this evil path? Why have you walked this wicked way? There's a blessing waiting for you. And if the wicked will turn, hallelujah, from their wickedness, I, the Lord said, will remember their wickedness no more. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. Oh. Let's see, because this gets good. Listen to what he said. He said, I'll forgive their sin. He said, I'll heal their land. 
what he said. I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin. I'll heal their land. How many want God to hear from heaven? How many want God to forgive sin? How many want God to heal land? That means he's going to sweep across the landscape of your life and he's going to reverse every curse and he's going to turn back every effort of the enemy that has come against your life. Here's how it works. If my people, which are called by my name, check, that's us. We're called by his name. We're not called by one of his titles. We're called by his name. The name that is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ, we are called by his name. If my people, which are called by my name, check, shall humble themselves. Hopefully, check. We got to do it. We got to come off down our, off of our high horse. We got to get down in an old-fashioned altar. We've got to say, not my will, but thy will be done. We've got to say, he must increase and I must decrease. We've got to humble ourselves. Shall humble themselves and pray. In faith believing, check. We've got to be praying. If my people which are called by my name, check. Shall humble themselves, check. Pray, check. Seek my face, check. You better be able to check it. Seek his face. And this last one is the one people have trouble with. And turn from their wicked ways. People don't like to do that in 2019. But, but, but listen, but let me tell you how it works. See, it's, it's a process. It starts with being called by his name. And you humble yourself to being called by his name. You're not called by your name anymore. You're not called by how the world has identified you any longer. You're not called by, they call me Joel Urshan. That's how this world knows me. That's how you even know me. But, but you understand, I'm under a greater name than that name, Joel Urshan. My family taught me that the greatest name we have is not the name Urshan. The name we have that's so great is the name of Jesus Christ. We humble ourselves. We distance ourselves from who we were, who we used to be, what our track record was. We walk away from the identification of the world. We step away from who we were, and we're called by his name. And if we'll humble ourselves and pray, Something happens when you pray. Hallelujah. You touch heaven when you pray. You see God when you pray. You hear his Holy Spirit when you pray. You sit in heavenly places when you pray. And seek my face. If you'll humble yourselves and pray and seek his face. You'll have no trouble turning from your wicked ways. A lot of people try to turn from their wicked ways without seeking his face. Doesn't work. A lot of people try to turn from their wicked ways without humbling themselves. And that doesn't work. They try to turn from their wicked ways without praying. And that doesn't work. If you want to turn from your wicked ways, humble yourselves. Pray. Seek his face.
And I won't have to beg you to turn. God won't have to guilt you into turning. Folks won't have to leverage you to turn. Well, if you'll turn, I'll do this. No, 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 no. When you seek his face. And you see his glory and you see his power. You will turn from anything that's not like him. You won't want it anymore. You won't, doesn't matter how highly exalted it is in this society, you won't want it anymore because you'll fall in love with your creator. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. The blessing of the Lord is upon you. Ephraim, what happened? What happened? You were, you were so close to God at one time. The blessing of God came down upon you. The favor of God was spoken over you. The anointing of the Lord rested upon you. God gave you promises. Hallelujah. Why are you like a, a baker who left the oven on all night long? That's what he's saying. He's saying that the lusts of Ephraim's flesh are like a baker who was baking and fell asleep while he was baking and the fires of the oven became too much and they burned the whole house down around him that's the way the lusts of the flesh are unless there's a baker in the mix that's keeping tabs on it and tempering the flame that's why you've got to be in the house of God that's why you've got to have a relationship with the word of God that's why you need to be in prayer that's why you need to be right where you are right now hearing the word and you need to go from here and apply the word what are you doing the baker is being alert understanding that if I don't keep control of this, this thing could get out of control. You don't want the lusts of your flesh, the lusts of your eyes, and the pride of your life becoming like an unquenchable fire. Burn everything up around you. It'll tear down your marriage. It'll tear down your, your relationship with your children. It'll tear down your relationship with your, your friends and your family. It'll make you lose your job. It'll, do, it'll ruin your life. Ephraim. What happened? You're like, a, you're, like a, you're like a fire that's gotten out of control. He said, he, said, he said you're a cake that's not turned. In other words, you're half-baked. It's like there's one side of you that, man, you're on fire. There's this other side of you that's pretty raw. Uh-oh. Ushers, can we pass out the steel toe boots real quick? We got to get this. Everybody get their steel toe boots on. Because we can shout on Sunday. But we better be holy on Monday. We can praise Him on Sunday. But we better be temperate on Tuesday. We can shout on Sunday. But we better be able to be worshipful on Wednesday. Hallelujah. We better be holy on Thursday, faithful on Friday, submitted on Saturday. You can't be one thing in the church and one thing in the world. Speak one language in here and one language out there. You've got to be the real deal. He said, I would that you were hot or cold. If you're lukewarm or half baked, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Ephraim, Ephraim, stop with the hypocrisy. Ephraim, stop with the inconsistency. Ephraim, stop with the unfaithfulness. There's a blessing waiting for you. 
And every time God goes to bless you, He discovers iniquity in Israel. I would have healed Israel. I would have, I would have given my blessing that is promised to them. But I discovered iniquity in Ephraim. David was anointed of the Lord. Yes, he was. He was anointed of the Lord. He was heavily anointed. That whole vial of oil poured over his head, from his head to his foot. Samuel anointed him right there as a young man. The anointing of God rested upon him. And I'm going to tell you something. Nothing can destroy the blessing of the Lord upon your life. There are a lot of enemies to your blessing. There are a lot of enemies to your blessing, but there's only one enemy that can actually undo it. David fought a lion. The lion was no match for David's blessing. That lion came in, thought he was tough. David was anointed. This lion has no power over the anointing of God that is upon your life. Did you know that the devil is like a lion? Walking about seeking whom he may devour. He has no authority over the blessing that is upon your life. There came a bear into the fold. The bear had no authority or power over the blessing and the anointing upon David's life. David walked out and saw Goliath and everybody was afraid. He said, why are you afraid? I slew a lion. I slew a bear. I slay him. He walked out. Goliath is like, I'll feed your carcass to the fowl of the air. And David said, I don't come to you with a sword or a spear. I come against you in the name of the Lord of the hosts of Israel. He brought down Goliath, a lion, a bear. Do you know Absalom turned against him? And Absalom couldn't prevail over his anointing Saul turned against him Saul could not prevail against his anointing one enemy after another but the only enemy that had any power over David was his own lust when he saw Bathsheba that's when God was ready to cut him off he saw Bathsheba He committed adultery. He committed murder by putting her husband on the front lines of the battle. He justified it all away, saying that it was okay. His mind was deceived by his own lusts. His heart was blinded by his own lusts. God was ready to cut him off. David had sinned. It took a baker or a prophet, if you please, to walk into his life and give the story to David in an analogy that he could understand. And when he saw it in that lens, he said, who is this unjust, wicked man? And Nathan, the prophet who was baking up the word of God. Oh, God. He said, thou art the man. You are the man in the story who was wretched and wicked. That's when David saw his own sin. And he went to God and said, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Deliver me from this blood guiltiness. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Whoo! If the wicked will turn from their wicked ways, I will remember their wickedness no more. No, Saul couldn't do it. Goliath couldn't do it. The lion couldn't do it. The bear couldn't do it. Absalom couldn't do it. But David's own lusts, that was the real enemy to his blessing.
the enemy of your blessing, no disease can take the blessing of God from you. No loss in life can take the blessing of God from you. No power, no principality, no, no, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. The only thing, the only thing that is a real enemy to your blessing is your own lusts and your own carnal desires. But if you'll turn your eyes to Jesus, whoo, look full in his wonderful face, and let the things of this world grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and in the light of his grace. Every blessing of God will flow from his presence into your life. Somebody lift your hands and receive it right now. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift your hands and receive it. Oh, shanda. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your heart unto God and receive his word. Lift your heart unto God and receive his word today. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, all across this house, the Holy Ghost is moving right now. The Holy Ghost is moving right now. In Jesus' name. 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 Hallelujah. I'm preaching to some people that are up against some pretty big struggles right now. You've got some pretty big enemies on your path. They want to discourage you from believing for the blessing of the Lord. None of them have any power over you. The only thing that has power over you is your will if you let it. Give your will to God. I said give your will to God. Give your desire to the Lord. Hallelujah. Stand with me, if you will, right now in the name of the Lord. Stand with me right now in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Come on all across this house. I want everybody right now to begin expecting the blessing of the Lord in your life. Come on, lift up your heart unto God right now and say, Lord, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know you're blessed not because you're so good. You're blessed because God is so good. Praise Him for His blessing right now. Praise Him for His blessing right now. Praise Him for His forgiveness. Praise Him for His goodness. Praise Him for His kindness unto you. His tender mercies and His loving kindness. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I want every blessed individual right now, if you want to come down to this altar, I want you to come on down to this altar. If you're able and you feel inclined right now, if you're blessed of the Lord, come on, that's it. God bless our veterans this morning. God bless our veterans this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on right now, that's it. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Hilokosha, halamahaya, halamahaya. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, that's it. That's it. You need a blessing in your life? You need a blessing in your life? Come on, right now. Let the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Let the Lord bless you right now in the name of Jesus. We're going to put the enemy of our blessing under our feet. Hallelujah. We're going to put the enemy of our blessing under our feet. The lusts of my flesh are going to be nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ. My carnal desires have no hold on me. I submit them to the God of my salvation. This temptation you're struggling with, I release it right now unto God in repentance in Jesus' name. 
I'm blessed today. I'm blessed today. I'm blessed today. Hallelujah. As the singers begin to sing, lift up your hearts all across this house unto the Lord. Right where you stand, God can bless you. Right where you stand, God can bless you. Lord, I turn. Lord, I turn unto you. Cry out to him right now. Come on, go ahead. Cry out to him in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Go ahead. That's it. Cry out to him right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He will. Yes, Lord. Hear us from heaven. Hear us from heaven. 
Spirit's Lord, He has come here.